0: This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray, Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane.
1: Welcome to Victory Lane. Come with us now as we travel down the highway of life serving God and building up the kingdom by the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world, recruiting sinners who do not know Jesus in the pardon of their sins while encouraging believers to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain, First Corinthians the fifteenth chapter and the fifty-eighth verse. And remembering this always, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Our subject today is the man with the blood stained hands. Matthew the twenty-seventh chapter. And the 24th verse, the man with the blood-stained hands. Turn with me there now, and we will read as follows. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person, see ye to it the man with the blood-stained hands. And the story goes like this. There was a young man walking along the seashore of Jerusalem heading toward his destination to Galilee. He was full of excitement and enthused with great anticipation regarding the good news he had just heard. In a distance, he noticed a man doing something very strange and peculiar. He was bent down on his knees along the sandbank of the water, and he was washing his hands, but he was doing it over and over again. He would watch his hands, pull them out of the water, look at them, and watch them again. The young man slowed his gait his walk, stopped, looked down at the man and said, Sir, why are you washing your hands in the water again and again? The man looked up at the young lad, looked at his hands, washed them again, and then he began to speak and said, My name is Pontius Pilate. I am the governor of Rome. I paid dearly for my citizenship. I enlisted my services in the military as a centurion, a soldier. I moved up in the ranks and was promoted to be a sergeant, a lieutenant, a captain, and even a general. After leaving the military, I became involved as a politician and was soon elected the governor of Rome. I loved Rome dearly and dedicated my life to her as he washed his hands again. He continued to speak and said, Something strange happened one night in the late hours as I slept, me and my wife. I was wakened by one of my aides who said that the Sanhedrin, the Jewish council, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, and the elders, including Caiaphas, along with Anas, the high priest. They all wanted to see me about a matter of urgency. I asked my aide, can they not wait until the morning? But he said they needed to see me right away. I told him, very well, bring them in and I will see them. But he said, my lord, they cannot come into the praetorium the Judgment Hall, because it is the season of their Passover when their God passed over the children of Israel and killed all the firstborn of Egypt. I heard of the story and considered it to be mere nonsense, a fable and a myth in which they found reasons to celebrate with food and drink. But since they had this matter of urgency, I relinquished my bed and went forth to meet them, as he washed his hands again. I said to Caiaphas, What is this matter, that you find the need to wake me up out of my sleep in the wee-wee hours of the night? He said, My Lord, we have a person who deserves to be judged by you. He is a malefactor, a criminal, because he calls himself the Son of God. I said unto him, Why can you not judge him by your own laws? He said, This man is worthy of death, and we have no authority to put anyone to death, as he washed his hands again. I said, Who is this man that you are talking about? Is he a liar? No, he replied. Is he a thief? No. He replied, I said, Did he kill somebody? No, he replied once again. And now my curiosity was weighing heavy on my mind, since it appeared that this man was not a criminal. So I asked Caiaphas, Who is this man that you want me to judge? What is his name? And why did you bring him to me? He said, His name is Jesus. I was taken aback when I heard the name and said to him, is this the same Jesus whom I've heard that healed the sick, raised the dead, made the blind see and the lame to walk, the deaf to hear and the dumb to talk? He said, the same indeed, my Lord. I said, is this the same Jesus whom I've heard cast out demons? Fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. He said, Yes, my Lord, the same Jesus. I said, Is this the same Jesus whom I've heard that walked on the water, changed water to wine, spoke to the winds and the waves during a storm, and said, Peace be still. And it was so. Yes, they all replied, the same Jesus. I told them emphatically that I would have nothing to do with their matter, and I walked away. But as I walked away, one of them cried out, but he calls himself a king. I stopped dead in my tracks because as the governor of Rome, we cannot have someone of the Jewish nation who far outnumber the citizens of Rome in population, stirring up the people as an insurrectionist because I had one of those guys locked up already in jail. The young lad looked at the man with a look of bewilderment and said, insurrectionist? The man said, I'll explain that to you later, as he washed his hands again. So I said, very well, bring him in. Caiaphas said to me, to be very careful, because he is a very tricky fellow and that he is of the devil. Upon approaching him, I could see very well that this man was not a threat in any way. His manner, his demeanor was one of calm, serenity and tranquility, so much so that it brought on a fear of reverence and apprehension upon me as I examined him. So I asked him, are you the king of the Jews And he looked at me and said, did someone tell you that? Or are you asking it of yourselves? I said, are you a king? He said, for this reason I was born and my kingdom is not of this world. I went back to the Jewish council and told him, told them that I find no fault in this man. And they said, he stirs up all the Jews from Jerusalem to Galilee. I said, he is from Galilee, where Herod the governor of Galilee is in town. So I will send him there to be judged. And I scourged him with many lashes of the whip of leather and bone and sent him to Herod as he washed his hands again. But Herod had heard about Jesus for some time wanted him to do some tricks. And when he would not, he made a plait of thorns and put it on his head that cut very deep into his skull as blood came streaming down. They took off his clothes and put a purple robe on him. They mocked him and bowed down unto him. They gave him a reed and struck him in the mouth with it. And they spit on him and they whipped him even more with the strap of leather and bone and sent him back to me as he washed his hands again. I looked at this man named Jesus, and I said, Jesus, 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 have you nothing to say for yourself in your defense? These men, that are accusing you, want you to be put to death. And he never said a mumbling word. I said, Jesus, don't you know that I have the power to put you to death? Don't you know that all I have to do is say the word? And he looked up at me and said in a faint voice, you would not have this power if it were not given to you from on high. Then someone shouted, he said he could summon up 12 legions of angels at any given time if he wanted to. I said, huh, nonsense. I said, Jesus, do you hear of all the accusations against you? He said, they that delivered me to you have the greater sin. As he washed his hands, again so I said unto the people I have examined him and so has Herod and I find no fault in him so I will take him in the back and whip him some more and give him back to you and they took him in the back and whipped him again with the leather strap of bone and leather whipped him again And again, as the blood came streaming down. And when I brought him back, they, the crowd, seen the blood and the agony of Jesus, and they were even more enraged, incensed with anger, violence, and wrath, like bloodthirsty animals, to have him killed. As they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! I said, Why? What has he done? And they cried out even more, Crucify him! Crucify him! And Pontius Pilate cried out to the young lad, saying, I wished I would have listened to my wife. She said that she was troubled in her spirit Because she had terrible dreams about this man named Jesus. And for me to have nothing to do with this just man, I wished I would have listened to my wife as he washed his hands again. One of my aides came to me to remind me that because of their Passover, we have a custom where we can release one of the prisoners to be set free. I said, who do we have locked up as I conjured away out of my predicament? I said to the soldiers, bring to me the most notorious, despicable, wicked prisoner. And they said, we have Barabbas. He is an insurrectionist and a murderer. I said, Yes, yes, bring him the insurrectionist, the one whom I spoke of to you earlier, who stirs up people to riot and violence, and he is a murderer. And I brought them both out and put them together side by side. And I said, In your law, we can free one prisoner, who shall it be? Barabbas or Jesus? The king of the Jews. They said, we have no king except Caesar. Then they said, free Barabbas. Then I said, what shall I do with Jesus? And they cried out, crucify him, crucify him, away with him, crucify him. And I knew that it was of envy that they were speaking. And so I said, very well, for I did not want a riot to break out, but I am free of the blood of this innocent man. And I washed my hands. And they crucified him. My soldiers reported back to me while on the cross that he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he cried out again and said, Eli, Eli, Lama, Saba, chapter knee Looking up at the young man, he said, and that is why I am here, trying to wash the blood stain of guilt and shame from my hands, but to no avail as he washed his hands again. He said to the young man, his blood, is on my hands and I can't wash away the stain and I can't make any sense of what he said and of his God if that was truly his only son why he did not save him from the cross the young lad then began to speak he said oh Mr. Pontius Pilate let me tell you that that is not the end of the story let me tell you Mr. Pontius Pilate. I know they marched him up to Golgotha's Hill, the place of skull called Calvary. I know it was there that they put nails in his hands at Calvary. I know it was there that they put nails in his feet at Calvary. I know that they put a crown of thorns on his head and they pierced him in his side. And the blood came streaming down at Calvary. And he would not come down from the cross to save himself. But he died on the old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. Let me tell you another thing, Mr. Pontius Pilate. When they hung him, Jesus, on the cross, he had already said that no man taketh my life. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to pick it back up. Let me tell you another thing, Mr. Pontius Pilate. When he, Jesus, cried out, Eli, Eli, Lama, Saba, me, he was saying, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And let me tell you why, because he was carrying all the sins of the world upon himself. And God, for the moment, had to turn his back on sin, on him, his one and only son, who knew no sin. And so he died on the cross, and they laid him in a borrowed tomb, and he stayed there Friday, stayed there Saturday. But early Sunday morning, he rose, he rose. Let me tell you, Mr. Pontius Pilate, that he rose from the dead took the sting out of death, snatched the victory from the grave, and said, All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. O oh, death, where is thy sting? O oh, grave, where is thy victory? And I stop by to tell you, Mr. Pontius Pilate, about the good news that he rose from the grave. And I'm on my way to meet him in Galilee. And let me tell you this one other thing, Mr. Pontius Pilate, you cannot wash the blood stain of sin from your hands, no matter how long you watch, no matter how much you watch. But I know a man who can. His name is Jesus because he shed his blood for the sins of the world, yours and mine. And because of the blood, we have been set free from the penalty of sin and death. Because of the blood of Jesus, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath the blood, lose all thy guilty stains. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other thought i know nothing but the blood of jesus i heard the songwriter say the blood that jesus shed for me way back on calvary the blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never 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 lose its power it reaches to the highest mountain and flows to the lowest valley the blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose its power i know it was the blood i know it was the blood i know it was the blood that was shed for me one day when i was lost he died upon the cross and i know it was the blood that was shed for me and because of the blood can i get a witness in tv land because of the blood Who can say with me, because of the blood, I've been redeemed. Because of the blood, I've been set free. Because of the blood, I'm saved from a burning hell. Because of the blood, I've been bought with a price. Because of the blood of Jesus, I'm a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. The blood will make you walk right. The blood will make you talk right. The blood will make you love your enemies. The blood will make you love your friends. Thank God for the blood. Because of the blood, I got joy, unspeakable joy. I got love in my heart. I got a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I'm saying because of the blood. The blood has a power to lift up a bowed down head. The blood has a power to heal a broken heart. The blood has a power to change a sinner to saint. The blood will protect and provide because of the blood. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left the crimson stain. He washed it. He washed it. He washed it white as snow. And one of these days he's coming back and every eye will see him even those that pierced him. Make sure, be very sure that your name is written in the book of life because soon and very soon we are going to see the king where well, there be no more dying, no more crying, no more sickness, no more pain, no more tears, no more troubles, no more tribulations. In the meantime, my dear brothers, in the meantime, my dear sisters, keep trusting, keep believing, keep loving, keep the faith through the good times through the bad times, and be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain, but it was the blood at Calvary that was shed for you and me. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, for dying for the world, for setting us free. Thank you, Jesus, for the right to the tree of life. Thank You, Jesus, for saving me. Thank You, Jesus, for keeping me. Thank You, Jesus, for loving me. Thank You, Jesus, for laying down your life for a dying world. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank God for the blood! Bless His name. Bless His name. Bless His name. Bless His name. Because of the blood we have been set free. Because He rose, he rose, he rose from the dead. He rose, he rose, he rose from the dead. He rose, he rose, he rose rose from the dead. And the Lord shall bear my spear red home. He rose. He rose, he rose from the dead. He rose, he rose, he rose from the dead. He rose, he rose, he rose from the dead. And the Lord shall bear my spear red home because he rose from the dead. He conquered death. He conquered the grave. And he did it for you. And he did it for me. By shedding his blood on the cross. Our Calvary. Join us next week as Reverend Gray continues his teaching.
0: You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching at gospelofthe90.com